Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. As some of you may know already, um, I have a house. Okay, that's a good start, uh, which is great. I'm very, I'm very grateful that I have a home. And in fact, not only do I have a home with my lovely wife and my now three children. Um, yeah, I had a, me and my wife had a child recently. Thank you so much. Uh, the house that we live in, uh, we actually live behind my parents, um, which is great. So we, there's a little bit of property between us, but we're right there behind my parents, and, uh, which is awesome because, look, let me tell you something. This is just a, for, for those of you who don't live with your parents anymore, anytime you're at your parents' house, okay, just while you're there, take whatever you want. All right, just take whatever you want. They can afford to replace it. Like that's part of what parents do, you know? So like while you're there, make sure you eat some food. If you see like a picture or something you really like, just take it home. Like they love you, all right? Am I right, parents? Don't you love your kids? Like so while you're there, just take everything you can. Like even if you're just swinging through to pick up your kids, grab a couple things on the way out. You know, they, they, they don't mind, I'm telling you. Uh, but I, I'm very grateful to be able to live right there by my parents. And uh, in, in the Sturmer family, our family uh, as well. It's not just Sturmers now. There's too many last names for me to even for me to even say right now. But uh, in the family, we do family nights probably about two to three times a month where we'll get together at my parents' house and we'll eat. Come on, eat some of that parent food. Come on, you got to love that, all right? Look, they got to eat their food while you can. Uh, but we get together, we eat, we hang out. And so because we live right behind my parents, normally we'll just walk up there, you know? walk up down the road, but whenever we hang out, generally speaking, uh, whenever we leave, it's always dark, uh, so we, but because we walked, we have to walk back. Well, I do this thing where, I don't know why I enjoy it, but I do this thing where whenever we go to walk back to the house with Elle and the kids, I'm like, hey, let's not turn any flashlights on. Let's just like walk back in the dark. You know, because to me, it's kind of fun. You know, I'm like, you know, it's fun. Like, you can't really see. You can kind of see. And you just, like, walk. It's kind of like an adventure because the whole time you're like, man, like, I can't see things in front of me. Like, there might be something here. And then you got, like, that feeling like, man, what if something's, like, walking behind me but I don't know? And it's like an exhilarating kind of fun thing. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, Ellen and the kids don't like it. All right? I'm just... <laughs> Not big fans, okay? So every, I'll, I'll, we'll start walking. I'm like, no, no, don't turn the lights on. And, and they'll play along for a minute. And then one of the kids will be like, did you hear that? Or whatever, start freaking out. And then it finally Elle's like, come on, Levi. And you just turn her, turn her phone light on. And it's fine. But I enjoy it. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, up until recently, so no kidding, we were practicing this message Wednesday, just going through it. And at the time, I was telling this telling this story uh, for the message. And no kidding, the next day, my brother Nathan, okay, goes outside in the middle of the night and kills a massive venomous snake right outside their house in the middle of the night. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest. Whenever he sent that picture, I was like, I will never go outside again for the rest of my life. Like, no, like, no. Well, so there's a reason that 
Elle and the kids and now even kind of me after Nathan kills that snake. There's a reason that whenever we go outside and it's dark, we want to turn a light on. It's because people aren't really designed to operate well in the middle of the night with no lights. Come on, can I get an amen? Come on, who's that? Uh, come on, you know, whenever there's a hurricane and your power goes out, it's the middle of the night, what's the first thing you're trying to do? You're trying to find the flashlight that you don't remember where it is and doesn't have batteries. Come on, can I get an amen? Like you're trying to find some light to get some lights on because as humans, it's, we're not really made like some other creatures to do well at night. So whenever it gets dark, we're like, eh, we need to get some lights on because this is not really the way that we're designed to operate. Which leads me to the title for today's message, Who Turned the Lights Out? Who Turned Off the Lights? Come on, Who Turned Off the Lights? That's the title for today's message. And, and we're not necessarily going to be talking specifically about turning the lights off here in the building or in our houses or being outside at night, we're going to be talking about who turned the lights off sometimes in our life. Because who knows that sometimes in your life, things can get a little dark. Come on, I think maybe a couple more people. Who knows that it can get dark sometimes in your life? It can get pretty dark. And, and whenever, I say, whenever I say dark today and kind of as we talk about your life getting dark. Really what I mean by darkness is sometimes in our lives we can run into difficult times. Come on, who's been through a difficult time or two? Okay, not as many people as I thought. Uh, not as many people as I thought. You know, who would say that they've been through some adversity in their life? Come on, a few more, a few more. I might have woke up a few people up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, or even painful moments or seasons. Painful moments or seasons. I think at some point, Everyone in their life has been through a dark time or two. Come on, can I get an amen? All of us have been through a dark time or two. And actually, uh, in fact, I've heard it said that you're either coming out of a hard time, you're in a hard time, or you're on your way into a hard time. Come on. Now, that may, that's a little depressing whenever you say it that way. I'm not going to lie. It's like, wow. <laughs> okay, this is... Feel good message today. No, but it's true that a lot of time in life, we, we spend moments, we spend time in a, seasons that are a little dark, where maybe we can't, things are difficult, we've got some adversity, we've got some difficulty, we've got some pain that we're walking through. I want to do this. I want to look at a couple of biblical examples of what it looks like to walk through a dark time. What, it, what, what happens in a person, you know? When you're going through some darkness, whenever you're struggling, and even, even in reference to the Bible, what kind, what kind of goes on? I, the first person I want to look at this morning is a picture of David. Who's familiar with David in the Bible? Arguably probably one of the most popular characters in the Bible. You know, we're, we land in a story with David where if you know the story of David, you know, he starts off kind of going pretty well. Things are going good, a lot of promise, a lot of success. But eventually in David's story, he gets to a point where all of this promise, success, and it looks like he's building to just this amazing thing he's been promised. Well, he goes through a little bit of a dip. You could say uh, in Christianity we like to use the term valley, you know. Or he goes through a little bit of a hard time where he's got to actually like not really see the thing that he's trying to see. And this is where we pick up in the scripture. I want to read a scripture to you this morning. It's Psalms chapter 13 verses 1 through 4. It says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? Come on, who would say that David seems like he's in a rough spot? How long will you hide your face from me? 
How long am I to feel anxious in my soul, with grief in my heart all day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Come on, he's in a position where he's like, man, everybody, everybody around me is getting lifted up above me, even my enemies. How long is this going to happen? Then it says, consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes and listen to this. He says, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken. When we see this scripture of David, what do we see? We see David finds himself in a place where he's walking through such a dark time that you may say that he's not even sure if he's, if this doesn't kind of lighten up, he says, I don't even know if I'm going to see tomorrow. Like, I don't even know if I can physically make it through what I'm going through anymore. And those of you that know David know that David is an amazing man of God. The Bible says that, in fact, he's a man after God's own heart. He has a great great relationship with the Lord. But even David, even David, whenever he gets into a dark, dark time in his life, ends up in a place where he's not sure whether he can move forward anymore. And as, as I explain this this morning, this feeling may be all too familiar for some of us today or for those watching. The feeling of, and I don't even know if, if this doesn't lighten up, like if I don't get a break, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. Because this is real. This is stuff that we walk through as people in our lives. David ended up in a place where you could say, He was in such a dark time that he was willing to even give up life because of what he was having to walk through. And that's what it feels like to walk through darkness in our lives. Another example I want to give is an example of Jesus, probably the most popular character in the Bible, an example of Jesus. You know, what do we see? So Jesus is in a place he comes as a baby, first 30 years of his life, pressure preparation, God building him, all that kind of stuff. He goes, he does three years of ministry. So he does three years of impactful ministry, team building ministry, and then he comes to the end of this where he's fulfilling the call that he has on his life, which is to sacrifice his life for us, which he knew because of the scriptures. He knew from being in relationship with his father. And what do we see? We see Jesus come into a scene. This is the story of whenever Jesus ends up in the garden, okay? And I want to read a scripture out of Luke chapter 22, verse 42. It says, saying, and this is Jesus talking, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And then in Matthew 26, 39, it says, And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as my, as my will, but as you will. What does Jesus Christ, the Messiah, end up, his position, is he, you could say that he's in a pretty dark time. Because he's looking ahead and he's saying, man, in just a little bit, I'm about to suffer one of the most brutal and torturous deaths that anyone could possibly experience. And on fact, on top of that, I'm going to have to suffer the emotional, spiritual burden of holding the weight of the entire world's sin on my shoulders. 
And Jesus ends up in this pretty dark time. And I think who would, who would agree that it's pretty dark? Yeah, like that's a dark day. That's a rough day. That's an adversity-filled day. And Jesus ends up in a place, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and whenever he's talking to his father, it says that he, he, he's praying, he's laid out on his face, he's in a moment of desperation, and he says, God, is there any way that this could happen any other way? You know, like, does it have to be this way? He's asking the father, do I really, like, have to do this? Now, if you say, if it's your will, then I'm going to do it. But do I have, is this what I've got to do? And sometimes in our life, we end up in the same place, where whenever we're walking through darkness, we say, is this, do I really have to go through this? Come on, who's ever felt that in their life? You say, do, like, is this really what I've got to do? Come on, whenever you're, whenever, uh, okay, so I got a little baby at home right now. That thing wakes up in the middle of the night. You're like, do I have to feed this baby? You know, like, <laughs> it's not quite the same, but you get that. Um, really, my wife feeds her most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> but we end up in that place sometimes in our life. Whenever, we, whenever it gets dark, we say, do I have to do this thing? Because what did we talk about in the beginning? People don't really like walking through the dark where we can't see. And we're not really made to, to see in the dark. So whenever we end up in a dark time, it's, it's natural for us to say, gosh, do I, have to, do I have to keep going through this? Or it's natural even as David to say, I don't even know if I can finish going through this. Today I want to I talk about two reasons we find ourselves in the dark. Two reasons we find ourselves in the dark. And these are the two biggest reasons that I wanted to talk about today. And reason number one is darkness we make. Darkness we make. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Whenever I was preparing for this message today, I wasn't very enthusiastic about bringing up this point because it is unfortunate that sometimes in our life, it, what's the first thing that, come on, as Christians, we want to do whenever things get a little tough? We want to say that the devil and all, his, and all his demons are after me. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's ever done that? Where it's like anything happens and you're like, man, the devil's out. He's trying to get me. You know, like that's the first thing we want to say. But the truth is, is that sometimes the darkness that we experience in our life, the, the adversity, the struggle, is there because it's darkness that we made. Because of the things that we've done. And it's important for us as believers to be able to recognize that in our lives. But I, I want to look at a story in the Bible. I want us to pick up. We're going to learn a lesson out of the book of Jeremiah. We're going to learn a lesson from the Israelites, God's people. What happens in this story and in this book is that Israel has actually been unfaithful to the Lord and they get conquered by Babylon and sent into exile, okay? They were unfaithful because they were, they were worshiping idols, okay? Who would say that's pretty bad, not too many of you? Okay. <laughs> um, they were, their leaders had grown really corrupt, so they were mistreating uh, people in society. They were mistreating people that couldn't take care of themselves. And then also, uh, they even had some people that were practicing child sacrifice. Um, so, I'm going to say it again. Who would say that that's pretty, that's pretty bad? Yeah. Israel ends up in a pretty rough spot. So what happens is God sends them into 70 years of exile, conquered by the Babylonians. And they're in exile for 70 years due to their injustice and their idolatry. In fact, in uh, 
Deuteronomy chapter 30, this is actually Moses actually foresees and said is going to happen in Deuteronomy chapter 30. But there's something interesting. You would say that the Israelites, okay, I'm not going to, just in case there is anyone in this room, I would venture to say that the Israelites are kind of doing some stuff and they're in a spot, they're doing things that are probably a bit worse than a lot of the stuff that we've done in our lives. Come on, can I get an amen? Like, it's pretty bad, you know? Like, whenever you get to the point where you're mistreating people, sacrificing children, and worshiping idols, you're in a rough spot. So they get sent into exile, and they're being punished for their actions. Uh, but I want, I want us to look at something. There's a scripture that comes up in this story, and it's actually very interesting. Who would say, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give you some help. Uh, what would you say is probably the most popular scripture in the Bible verse? Yeah, John 3.16. You know, everybody pretty much knows that one. Now, let me see. What would you say is probably the second most popular? Let me see if I could get something. Okay, Jesus wept. That's like a popular because it's funny, not, but not funny. You know, like it's like the shortest verse, you know. So it's like interesting to say, God, I did not mean to say that. It was funny that you wept. Please forgive me. Uh, but no, I would, I would venture to say that probably... I think probably one of the most popular verses in the Bible outside of John 3.16 is what? Jeremiah 29.11. Who knows the scripture? For I know the plans that I have for you. I want to read it. It says, Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for prosperity and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. You know, what's interesting about this scripture is I think sometimes whenever we think about this scripture, we think about somebody being cast into some kind of struggle, like maybe Paul, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, some cool stories like that where people are going through stuff for no reason. And so whenever we think about the scripture, we're like, man, God's coming alongside somebody who is just having to go through it for him. And he's like, look, let me tell you, you're going through this, but I got something ahead. Like, just keep going. But the truth of the matter is that this scripture, probably one of the most popular Popular scriptures, whenever it comes to communicating to people in times of struggle, comes to us in the Bible in the middle of the story of the Israelites having just absolute disobedience to God and in fact are in the middle of punishment. In the middle of the Israelites doing things that are insane, like insanely wrong, things that they should not do. They're, they're being punished for it. They're being conquered for it. They're being sent into 70 years of exile. Come on, like 70 years is a long, dark season. Come on, can I get an amen? But in the middle, in the middle of that, in the middle of them having to suffer for the thing that they, they're having to rightly suffer for the things that they chose to do wrong, what do we get? We get one of the most hopeful scriptures in the entire Bible. What does that tell you about the character of God? Even whenever you find yourself in a, in a moment, whenever you've made your own darkness, you did it. You, you know, you, you know you did it. You shouldn't have talked to that person. You shouldn't have DM'd that person. You shouldn't have made that decision about your family. You shouldn't have treated your child that way. You shouldn't have talked to your spouse that way. You shouldn't have ignored God that way. You know that it's all you. At the end of the day, people could try to say it's the devil, but on the end of, inside of your heart, you know, like, the devil didn't have nothing to do with this. I just stepped on in. But at the, I want you to know something, that the character of God is such a way that in 
the middle of you creating a mess for yourself in your life, whenever you took the grace of God and you said, I'm going to jump in the middle of just this mess and I'm going to create this chaos around me that I have to live through. God loves you so much that he's going to bring you a word of hope that says in the middle of you having to go through the thing that you created yourself, that I have a plan for you. It's for you to prosper. It's for your future. It's for good. That your future's not bad. I've got something on the other side of this for you. That's the character of God. That whenever you end up in a place where you've done all those things wrong, he says, you got to go through this. You know, he didn't, he, he gave him the 70 years. He said, you've got to go through this. But look, let me tell you something. That I've got a plan for you. In, in, the middle, in the middle of it, I'm not talking about the end, whenever you're almost done and you're like, you know, well, kind of walking out of it, God's like, oh, by the way, I kind of want you to walk into a future that's awesome. In the middle of it, in the beginning of it, God says, you're going to go through this, but let me tell you something, I'm not done. And I'm going to be here with you. And in fact, in Jeremiah chapter 30 through 33, we actually find messages of hope to God's people in the middle of that struggle. In fact, in there, God literally says, he says to them, that I am with you. So I want to encourage you today that maybe right now you're going through some darkness that you've created for yourself. Or maybe you're going to find yourself there in the future. I want to encourage you. God says, I have a plan for you. And not just do I have a plan for you, but I'm going to be with you. Every single step of the way, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to abandon you. So you can have hope and know that. The, the, second, the second reason I believe we experience darkness is darkness of the night. Come on, who knows in our own lives that no matter what, every 24 hours or whatever, it's going to get a little dark. Come on. Like, there's not much you can do about that unless you try to just run around the world and stay in the sunlight, but I wouldn't suggest it. It's not good. It's just not the best thing for your body. It's, it puts a toll on the body. Uh, but the truth is, is that in our lives, there's this thing called night in our physical lives. And every day, it's going to come around and it's going to get a little dark. And there's not much we can do about it. We just got to get through it. And the truth is, is that even in our not just physical lives, but in our lives in a sense of darkness, of the adversity, that you're going to go through adversity in your life. The darkness of the night, where it's just in life you're going to have to walk through things. There's going to be struggle. You'll, there will be people that you know that will pass away. There will be struggles that you have to walk through. And I want to read a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. It says, There is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every matter under the sun, a time to give birth and a time to what? Die. A time to plant and a time to what? Uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. And then finally, a time to mourn and a time to dance. What do we see in this scripture? We're pretty much promised that we're going to receive 
some of those what you could call negative things on that list. There will be times in our life whenever we'll mourn, whenever we'll struggle. And that just comes with life. That's a darkness that comes with life. You know, I want to look at a, a story of, I think most of us will know the story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on, who knows it? Yeah, pretty popular story in the Bible. You know, these guys end up in a place where, if you don't know this story, um, they were believers, they loved the Lord, and they were cast into a scenario where they were basically told that they couldn't practice uh, their love for the Lord. And they were told that they were not allowed to do so, but they decided, no, I'm going to do it. Like, we're going to serve the Lord. And long story short, they end up in a place where they're about to be cast into a fiery furnace if they didn't stop loving the Lord and expressing that. Well, they decided that they were going to love the Lord no matter what. And they get thrown into that fiery furnace. You know, sometimes it'll be that way in our lives where we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't, in fact, these guys didn't do anything wrong. They were doing everything right. But they still end up in a little time where it's, things got a little dark. And that's going to happen to us in our lives where you may do everything right, but you're still going to end up in a place where you're going to have to be trusting God. And you're going to have to say, man, God, are you sure you know what's going on? Like, <laughs> did you take a nap up there? You know, uh, are you paying attention to what's happening? Because this is not right, you know. That's something we're going to go through in our lives. But what do we see in that story? We see that whenever Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego end up in a place where they're struggling and in a place where they're in darkness, they're like, God, what's going to happen? What do we see? We know the story that God shows up in the middle of their dark time. And he's present with them. And not only that, he walks them through the thing that they had to go through. I want you to understand something about the Lord, is that your Father, God, is in the business of creating light in dark places. From the very beginning of time, you look at Genesis, the first thing he does is he sends a little light into a dark place, because that's who he is. It's what he does. I want to read a scripture in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. It says, for God, who said... Light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. What does this scripture say? It says that he's shown light and he's going to keep showing that light. You know, in, in John chapter 1, 8, and 9, we're ensured that the scriptures say that Jesus is the light. He's the light of our lives. He's the light of our path. And in Psalms 23, 4 through 5, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Come on. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Come on, who could use some comforting sometimes in their life? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil and my cup, it over." Flows. And if, if the worship team could go ahead and come on up um, this morning. Come on, what does this scripture say? This chapter says that we are going to end up in a place where we need this portion of God, our Father. We're going to end up in a place where we need some comforting. Come on, can I get an amen? We're going to end up in a valley where we need a little light. Can I get an amen? We're going to need a table put before us in the presence of our enemies. And, you know, I, I think sometimes as believers we, we end up in these places and realistically 
what we really want whenever we're like, hey, God, come down and be here and I need your help and all that kind of stuff. I think, honestly, a lot of the times as believers, what we want whenever we ask God that is we want a change of location. Can I get an amen? We're like, God, if you could come down and you could just get done with all this and we'll be, we'll call it right there. I'll read my Bible every day, God, I promise. Just come down and fix this, you know? Like we, we end up in a place where like, God, just, just change what's going on, you know? But the truth is, is that, that God doesn't come down and he doesn't change your location. But what he will do is he'll come down and he'll shine a little light so you can keep moving forward. Because he's, he doesn't want to change, he doesn't want to change the location on his own. He wants to change locations with you. And he wants to walk through something with you. Whenever you look at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God didn't come down with a fire hydrant and just like spray out all the fire and was like, ah, and you know, just going crazy. And that would have been a really cool story, not gonna lie. But what does he do? He comes down and he gets in the middle of the fire with the three men. And he doesn't get in the middle of the fire and start throwing flour all over the ground to get it to go away. He gets in the middle of the fire and he goes all the way through it until they open the doors and call them out. And whenever they called them out, what did they do whenever they got out of there? It, they were perfectly fine. In fact, they left the fire in less bondage than they went in with. And that's what God will do with you in your life. Whenever you're in a dark time in a season and you say, you say, God, I need some help. Like, whether it's like you're stressed out about what's happening in your life or, or you're anxious, you're, you're depressed, or you've got like things going on in your life. You called out God down in the middle of your scenario and you say, God, I need some help. What's he going to do? He's going to come down in your situation, in your life, and he's going to walk with you through it. He's going to shine light inside your dark time where whenever, whenever you don't know where to go, see, what does darkness do? You, whenever it's dark, you don't know which direction to go. You don't know if you're going to trip, if you're going to step on something, if you're going to run into something. But what happens? whenever you turn the line on you know where to go you're not going to fall you're not going to run into something and that's what God wants to do in your life he says let me come in let me come in and shine a light so we can really move forward and get something done in your situation so the question is what do we do when we find ourselves in in the dark what do we do when we find ourselves in the dark? I want to read a scripture. It's in Psalms chapter 13. It's the, it's the same chapter that we started off with this morning. We revisit David in his situation. And, and he says, But I have trusted in your faithfulness. Remember, this is just moments after he said he wasn't sure if he was going to live to see the next day. He says, But I have trusted in your faithfulness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has looked after me. So what do we do? What do we do? It's three things. We trust, we rejoice, and we praise. When you end up in a dark time of your life where you're not sure, you're not sure what to do, it's, 
It's painful, it's tough. You let God come in and, and in that moment, whenever you're just waiting, you trust, trust in him, knowing that he is God. You rejoice. What do you rejoice in? You rejoice in knowing that the word says that you're gonna make it through it, that he's never gonna leave you, he's never gonna forsake you. And then what do you do? You praise the God that has never let you down and the God that's not about to start. Because guess what? Our God doesn't break character. Our God never breaks his character. He is going to, he's going to be the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And if he's never let you down so far, guess what? He's not gonna change it up and he's not gonna start tomorrow because he's gonna take care of you. If everyone could just go ahead and stand to their feet this morning. I wanna do this. We're gonna do some, we're gonna do some praising. We're gonna do some praising this morning. Maybe some of you here today, you, you find yourself in a dark time now. And in fact, I wanna do this. If everybody could just bow their head and close their eyes this morning. If that's you today and, and you honestly say that, Pastor Levi, I kinda of find myself in a dark time right now in my life. I'm not gonna ask you to do anything. I'm not asking you to come up. I'm not asking you to say what it is, none of that. I just want you, I want this to happen between your heart and the Lord. I want you right now just to lift up your hand. If you're in a dark season or a dark time in your life right now, come on, lift your hand. I know there are a couple more people. I know there's a couple more people. If you're honest, just say, look, it doesn't, if you got a little darkness that you're walking through, come on, you can go ahead and put your hand down. Church, this morning, we're gonna do something. We're gonna take one of those steps today and we're gonna take a moment and we're gonna praise the God that's never let us down. Come on, come on, we're gonna praise the God that's never let us down. Come on, we're gonna praise him here today together. surrounding me let it break come on at your name still call the sea to still the rage in me to still every way at your name come on now Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus you silence fear, come on. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, come on. Breathe, call these bones to live. Come on, call these lungs to sing once again. I will pray, come on, we sing breathe. All these lungs to sing once again. I will pray. Come on, we sing Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, cry it out. Come on, cry it out with all of your heart. Come on, you may be in a dark time this morning. And God says, I want to be here with you in this time. Take a moment to rejoice in the God that has never let you down. You make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. 
Come on, let's sing Jesus again. We say, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, do we believe the name? You made the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. You silence me. Can we sing Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble. about because Jesus he wants to and he will come in your life and he will provide light when you need it most can I get an amen come on can we put our hands together for the God that can bring light in the darkness amen 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 well church remember trust in the Lord we love you thank you so much for being here today I pray that the Lord will be with you this week there will be 
and look, I want to remind you, ladies, rain this Wednesday night. You do not want to miss it. Come on, can I get an amen? All right, you guys may be dismissed.